Will Lutz. Can he put the cape on his back and become a hero here for these fans? 58 yard attempt for the win! Got it! Joe Tessitore, guys, on the call for uh, probably the best game of week one. Uh, <laughs> coming in, yeah, yeah. Good call. I like it. I like it. Um, they haven't been historically the biggest Joe Tessitore fan, but I, I didn't mind. The way I can call. Yeah, yeah, you know. You got to try something, though. Uh, welcome in, guys. Uh, this is the South Lot Football Guys podcast. Um, coming in to you after a great week one slate of games. Uh, certainly want to uh, recap that. Uh, kind of go over uh, a few news and notes items here, and then uh, we'll we'll get into our week two preview. We'll go through each game and give you our picks. Um, so without further ado, guys, uh, let's get into a couple news and note items. Uh, Antonio Brown, uh, some news has come forth that you've probably heard about. Um, we don't want to get into that. We just kind of want to cover the uh, football side of the story. So uh, obviously his future is uncertain right now uh, with the allegations against him uh, so guys just kind of want to get your thoughts on how to go forward uh, as an Antonio Brown owner in fantasy well, I think as long as he's playing you got to plug him in um, maybe not week one uh, or week two here this first week just because he's getting acclimated to the system Bill doesn't like to play his guys week one uh, first week in the system too much but yeah it, from here on out I'd say other than this week you got to play him as long as he's there yeah, I mean, you gotta you gotta just assume at this point that he's gonna play until you hear news otherwise. Um, and I, I agree at this week two right here. Um, you're seeing Dolphins. You just saw the Ravens just destroy them. But I, control yourself. Do not put him in yet. Just wait till week after. And, and once if he gets in, and if you feel uncomfortable with the situation, uh, look for a trade because I, there are gonna be people in your league willing to take that risk. You know? Oh yeah. All right, guys, uh, next item here, uh, significant injury that happened over the weekend. Tyreek Hill uh, reported he's going to be out four to six weeks uh, with a shoulder injury. He was actually uh, taken to the hospital um, to kind of have an emergency procedure done uh, during the game. So uh, definitely, uh, you know, serious enough concern here. He is going to miss some significant time. Um Guys, are you are you now high on Mecole Hardman as a potential flex starter? Um, does this does this have an impact on Patrick Mahomes? I'm, I'm interested to get your thoughts. I'd say Sammy Watkins more than anything. Mecole Hardman, um, you're going to want to think, oh, he's just as fast as Tyreek. You can just copy paste him into that role, but they're not the same type of player. Tyreek, he's he cuts on a dime. Mecole Hardman cuts on. Like a manhole cover, they're completely <laughs> different players. Um, so don't don't expect anything. I mean, Mecole Hardman, he was seeing a lot of snaps all the game, and he didn't get any targets. Yeah, I'd, I'd see maybe a little bit uh, lean a little bit more on Damian Williams in a passing game. Uh, he looked pretty good. Shady too. Yeah, they, they were they were using both of them. Yeah, this That's is an interesting timeshare they got going on. Yeah, th- this is probably a bump for everyone else except for uh, obviously. Mahomes, I he might get a bump down. Plus, he's dealing with a little ankle injury, so. Okay, guys. Um, so that'll kind of cover our news and notes. Uh, first, we kind of want to get into uh, now that we're into this week one recap. Um, 
I want to discuss uh, kind of the surprises from week one. Um, who who surprised you in a good way? Who surprised you in a bad way? So start us off. Uh, Adam, why don't you kick it off? All right. Um, yeah, just watching week one. Um, my biggest surprise or the team I'm pleased, most pleased with watching was the Minnesota Vikings. Um, they came out with a different type of game plan than they had in 2018. Um, they, they came out and ran the ball down the Falcons uh, up and down the field. Uh, only attap- attempted ten passes. Uh, it's hard to believe that. Crazy. Hard to believe that Kirk Cousins ran the ball six times and threw the ball only ten. But uh, and it worked. Like they had no answer for it. Uh, looked like a good power running team. And uh, you know what? If you you run the ball like that, it's pretty easy to play defense. And uh, they they looked really good. So I, I'm thoroughly thoroughly surprised uh, to see what I I like what I see from the Vikings or the Vikings. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Go, go into mine. Um, uh, I, I thought the Colts were very surprising. I kind of counted them out ever since Andrew Luck went down. But Jacoby Brissett, they, he held his own. The team was able to move the ball. And honestly, if it wasn't for a couple of odd Vinatieri missed kicks that he had, they could have won that game in L.A. They're a team that uh, I'm pretty surprised on how well they were able to bounce back after this crazy Luck retirement. Yeah, I'd, you know, I'd say for me, um, big big week one surprise was the Bengals. Um, you know, I, I know Adam was high on it uh, going into week one, but I was really impressed with the way that they played the Seahawks on the road. Um, you know, by all indications, uh, they should have won the game. I think they got a little conservative uh, late in that game with some of the play calling. Um, Interesting field goal. Yeah, yeah. Good <laughs> choice to go for a field goal there. Um, yeah, but... I, I think the Bengals might have been the better team on that field that day. Uh, in And I think it's really encouraging for that team. I think that's, you know, even though they lost the game, I think they can hold their head high. So um, Dalton looked good. Yeah, yeah. Um, Adam, why don't you talk to us now about uh, who disappointed you in week one? Ah, the Bears. Ah. Uh, the Bears. They, 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 it was a disappointing effort from the Chicago Bears. Um, you know, they laid an offensive goose egg the opening night game. Um you know they probably looked the worst on any team in the league on offense. Absolutely no rhythm. They, uh, you know, just a bunch of short, quick attack passing that just was not working. Um, and they were stubborn and they didn't really adjust their game plan and they they got beat. So yeah, I didn't really like the game plan or sort of how the Bears looked on offense. Defense still looked good, but it was very disappointing. For me, uh, I'm going the other side of the ball for uh, who. Adam really liked, and that's the Atlanta Falcons. I was expecting to see their defense step up a little bit from last year since they were a very beat-up team last year, and they were just absolutely destroyed on that run game. Dalvin Cook was able to just run it down their throat. The line was pushing them, and even at Alexander Madison, he was looking pretty good out there. Uh, that, that team just defensively disappointed me, and... Offensive on the offensive side, I expected a little more firepower back at very least, but uh, I didn't really see much coming until like the second half from the Falcons. They're they're just they stunk this week. Uh, for me, I'm actually going the Jets, uh, which is funny because the Jets dominated the Bills for three quarters of football, um, but then they they blew a sixteen to three lead. Uh, they gave up 14 unanswered in the fourth quarter. Guys, this is two teams uh, in the Bills and Jets that are going to be battling for probably one wild card spot. 
and this game is going to matter at the end of the year. And for the Jets to collapse like that at home, that's unexcusable. Like that, that is going to haunt them down the road here. Uh, really disappointing with how uh, they finished that game. So yeah, I'm, I'm uh, not feeling good about that. All right, uh, now moving on, guys. Uh, let's go over our week one uh, locks that we gave you. Um, this, you know, it's week one. Mistakes happen. Uh, Robbie, why don't you start us off here? Who was your lock? Uh, well, it's week one. A lot of things happen. Let's just remind everybody, a lot of things happen that you don't expect. Teams are going to surprise you. Uh, my lock, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I and missed. I really thought they were going to be able to take the Niners at home and be able to run with it. They were looking like they're yeah, they, going to win. They had their opportunities. They had a lot of opportunities, and then Jameis decided, I don't know if second half, he did, decided to grab into a bucket of crab legs, oh, yeah, and his hands got all buttery and started throwing it errantly. I don't know, but it would just look awful. Very disappointed about that one. All right, Adam, uh, who'd you have? Uh, I had an equally bad one as the under on the Chiefs Jags game. That was uh, oh, I missed. Oh, I missed that. That was uh, that was over in a third. Gardner Minshew out there just slinging it. It's uh, yeah, that was it was uh. <laughs> he actually looked good. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, that was a bad call there. Yeah. Bad call. Uh, I kind of went a similar route with you, Adam. I I took uh, a point total as well. I had Eagles Redskins under 46 uh, that I was probably pro- proclaiming on the uh, podcast last week. And yeah, the uh, the Redskins came out and put up uh, 20 on the Eagles uh, very quickly. And uh, yeah, just wasn't good. Um, Eagles were able to shut them down uh, late in that game. But uh, in, in the course of making a comeback, the over hit on that one and uh, wasn't really even close at the end. So uh, that's over three guys, but it's a new week, and uh, you know we'll, we'll get back at them. But um, staying with week one, guys, um, I want to get into a segment called Fugazi or for real. Yeah, Fugazi, Fugazi, it's a wazi, it's a woozy, it's a. <laughs> so this is uh, performances from week one uh, that uh, probably were. Not expected, and uh, we want to talk if that's something uh, that you can expect to continue, or uh, if you think it was a fluke. So, um, kicking it off here, guys. Uh, I'm gonna lead off with mine. Um, I'm gonna come out, guys. I'm saying Gardner Minshew. Uh, I already talked about Gardner Minshew uh, in our past episode covering the Jags. Um, famously said, Nick Foles don't come off the field. Well, Nick Foles is off the field. And Gardner Minshew stepped up, played a really good game uh, coming off the bench, uh, you know, threw the ball in rhythm, seemed like he was very comfortable with the offense. So I was impressed there. I'm not saying that you can come out and start Gardner Minshew in fantasy, but um, I think his performance is for real, and I think he's uh, a quarterback to be taken seriously. Yeah. I mean, well, Jim. I'm surprised you pivoted from tj hawkinson but um i'm mine was uh at least my boom player was christian mccaffrey because um he, he kind of surprised me in the fact that i thought that once cam comes back healthy um granted cam didn't really have that good of a game um that he was able that he would maybe fall back but watching him play he actually looked more powerful than i remember seeing all of last year i was kind of surprised i was 
wondering where this was last year. He looks like a whole different new player. I'm I'm starting to become a believer in him. Um, I think he he's absolutely got it. He he didn't come off the field either. He looked great. I, I, I could, couldn't good. agree more. He looked he looked phenomenal. Yeah. Another guy looked good. Not my pick, but uh, Dalvin Cook looked yeah. very very impressive. Look yeah. good. Uh, my pick is Hollywood Brown. Only on the field for 12 snaps last week. Um, you know, caught two huge touchdowns. Um, the speed was evident just watching. He was flying past people. Um, it's exciting to see, you know, they drafted him in the end of the first round. It's exciting to see a guy like that have an impact as early as possible. I think him and him and Lamar could be a, a duo there in Baltimore. And um, I'm excited to, All right. excited to see it. Guys, let's uh let's get on to our bus then. So uh, I'll kick it off. Um, I gotta kind of eat my words here. I've been a, a big Devonte Freeman uh, truther here, and he let me down in week one. Um, only had like 19 yards rushing. Uh, had a fumble too. Uh, you know, didn't manage to get in the end zone. So a rough game for him. Uh, more concerningly, Ito Smith saw a good amount of the field, and he saw a lot of third down work. So. Uh, we're not hitting the panic button yet, but, uh, you know, Michael Scarm would say we're, we're on threat level midnight for sure. But you're still leaning on the four real for Devonta? I, I do think, uh, well, I think that performance was a Fugazi. I expect Devonte Freeman to bounce back. He might've gotten the, uh, you know, the fumble Yeah, you're on the bench for like three series yeah. with Edo Smith. After, yeah, after that, he, he there, was, yeah. he was, his night was done pretty much after that. Yeah. Yep. All right, uh, Robbie, uh, take us through yours. Uh, for me, moving over to this the Sunday night game against the Patriots, James Conner, he had a little downer of a game, 10 attempts for 21 yards. That's not going to get it done, though. He's caught all four of his targets for 44. Um, he absolutely, if you're a guy who drafted him at the end of the first round or the beginning of the second round, you know, if he's your RB1, um, he may have disappointed you, and so. But I think this was just a fugazi. I think the Patriots they they just came out all hard, hard trying to beat the Steelers because I mean you look at the their next schedule they have, they have a cupcake schedule coming up. They have no reason to be prepping for any of these teams coming up. They'll be able to beat them easy. I think they really sold out to try to stop the Steelers D to make a point on opening night and they did well with it i, th- they I think james connor is going to be all right going for it yeah me too i that, that was just a patriots team that looked as good as they ever did an un- unbelievable performance on sunday night uh my week one uh fugazi or for real player is sony michelle um you know he had 15 carries for 14 yards and it's uh it's not good not good when the entire rest of the team is just out there killing it um i'm I'm gonna say it's a fugazi uh i think you know he was on the field for 22 snaps and got the ball on 15 of them it's a little easy to see where that play is going uh i think it's just normal early season build sort of messing around with stuff that they won the game easily I, i i'm not worried about sony michelle i think he's gonna do pretty good this week in uh Against Miami. I mean, that, that was a classic Bill Belichick kind of game plan kind of thing because Steelers, they're they're pretty good at stopping the run. And so this very much yielded to uh, Rex Burkett and uh, James White kind of game rather than a pound, ground and pound and Sony Michelle, which we might be able to see a little more against the Dolphins this upcoming week. So I, I, I agree with you there. 
All right, guys, that'll do it for our Fugazi or For Real segment. Uh, we've got another new segment for you uh, here. Uh, this is going to be for the player uh, with a performance that we did not see coming. Right before your very eyes, you won't even Yeah, that's right. It is our You Can't See Me Player of the Week, uh, the performance we did not see coming. Uh, guys, we talked it over uh, week one, Can't See Me Player of the Week. John Ross uh, came out, put up huge numbers against Seattle, uh, was a big part of that offense. Uh, Adam, what are your thoughts there? Is this is this something that can uh, be sustained, or is this a flash in the pan? See, what I'm worried about is I'm wondering if Marvin Lewis can see because <laughs> where has this guy been the last two years? Like, who was that guy in week one? And like, I don't know. He looked, he looked so much better than he's ever looked before. Um, maybe he's turned a corner. Maybe it's just a, you know, part of the new Zach Taylor offense. Um, but yeah, great performance from John Ross. Did not see that coming. <laughs> Robbie, not at all. I, 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 not. I mean, that Seattle secondary. It's a little. They lost a lot of guys, but. Man, wasn't expecting John Ross to just torch him as much as he did. I think he could still have a good role in this offense um, up until when A.J. Green comes back, whatever that timetable is exactly. uh, Progress is looking good for A.J. Green, but... You you think... I was going to bring this up later, but you think, you know, this is modeled after the the Rams offense. Three wideouts, do you think they can sustain success? You got Boyd, Ross... I think they can. Green. I mean, if, if John Ross uh, keeps playing like he did on Sunday, I think they absolutely could kind of do that kind of offense, and that's that'd be awesome for the whole team. Yeah. What do you think, Seven? Yeah. Uh, you know, I I wonder how that's going to look when AJ Green gets back into the fold. Um, that's that's a lot. Uh, there's not a lot of offenses that can sustain that. Uh, most offenses have trouble sustaining two starting fantasy wide receivers. So uh, I tend to think once AJ Green comes back, you're going to see one of those guys um, be just kind of a bench option for you or maybe even a, a free agent for fantasy purposes. Um, I, I'm not buying in yet that that, that offense can sustain uh, three wideouts. But, you know, if, if this continues for a few weeks, then you never know, um, you know, could uh could turn around so we'll see yeah I'll, I'll i'll lend on that sort of you know would proceed with caution with him but i mean he had seven touchdowns last year um and i think he'll end up maybe being a better player for the Bengals than he is for fantasy this year just opening yeah. it up yep all right uh guys before we get into the week two preview uh we got to hear from our sponsors if you had to deal with your pesty kids all summer long do your future self a favor and sign them up for a camp next year. Don't sign them up for just any camp. Sign them up for one they'll want to come back to year after year. Sign up for the Camp of Melons. Located outside a small town in the heart of land of Indiana, your kids will have a blast with watermelon races, cherry bombs, strawberry picking, and so much more. This camp isn't all fruity, though. There's plenty of good food to eat, like Camp of Melons signature chili dogs, and tasty freezes. Coming in 2020 will be a brand new petting zoo where all the little ones can interact with cats, 
dogs, cougars, rabbits, and plenty more. Book today and your kid will be eligible to receive free lessons to play guitar while they are there. So make a fruitful decision now and have the foresight on sending your kids to the Camp of Melons in 2020. Camp of Melons. Check it out. You know, the, the owners, uh, Jack and Diane, they're very good people. Oh, you know. They live in a little pink house. It's, it's beautiful yeah. out there. Yeah, you know, they used to have a rock climbing wall, too, but that came crumbling down. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, guys, uh, starting off with the week two previews. Um, we're starting our first game is Panthers, Buccaneers. The Panthers are playing host here. This is Thursday Night Football. Uh, the Panthers are six-and-a-half-point favorites here. Um why don't we kick it off here with Adam? Uh, I see you're on the Bucks in this one. Yeah, um, I don't feel good about this. I think on a short week, interdivision, uh, this can go either way. I mean, I I take the Bucks in the points here, but I can, you know, I can see a scenario. Jameis looked terrible last week. He's done this before. He'll come back and bounce and have a great game, and they, you know, they can win this game easily. So I, I just, yeah, no, I'm not buying it here. I'm going Bucks with the money. Yeah. Uh, to kind of counter on that, I, I'm on the Panthers, and this is probably one of the spreads I actually feel a little bit more comfortable with this week. Um, the Panthers looked pretty solid against the Rams. Uh, that's a tough opponent week one, um, but I expect them to come back strong here uh, on a short week at home. Uh, Buccaneers are reeling after, after losing to a team. Uh, in Tampa that they really should have beat in San Francisco. They had all the chances in the world to do it, and they didn't. Um, So I think they're reeling coming off a short week. I expect the Panthers to be able to run the ball uh, down the throat of the Buccaneers and really control the clock in this one. I'm taking the Panthers to cover. Yeah, I'm liking the Panthers to cover too. Uh, uh, Cam, you got to hope that he bounces back too. You're you're talking about Jameis needing to bounce back, but both those guys really need to bounce back after pretty bad weeks. I'm feel pretty confident in uh, Cam's ability he, he with this Buccaneers defense. He's going to get the chance to be able to stretch the field a little more, maybe use a little Curtis Samuel, DJ more than he did that first game. And I, I could see the Panthers taking this by a touchdown. Now, to me, the interesting thing is I kind of want to get your guys' takes on the over-under. Um, I noticed it kind of moved a little more under it in the last couple days. At least the way I'm seeing it, Maybe it's going to be an over, but I'm not sure. What do you guys think? I'm leaning under. I'd, I'd lean over. I mean, golf didn't look that good at all, and they'd still put up over 30 points on them. That's true. Buccaneers' defense actually didn't look that bad, but I I, I don't think the 49ers' offense is you know, a powerhouse. I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd lean over. Thursday night could be could be a sloppy, uh, sloppy shootout. It's just the thing with Thursday nights, usually they're typically more defensive battles. Yep. But yeah, this is one of those I've, I almost want to think it. It's a divisional Jam- rivals just yeah. going at each other. Yeah, Jameis and and Cam aren't typical guys either. So that is true. <laughs> that is very true. Yeah. yeah, for me, I don't think the Bucks are getting in the end zone three times here. And you know, if that's the case, it's it's hard for me to take the over at forty nine and a half. I, I think the Panthers will play good enough D. Uh, some bend and broke uh, bend and don't break at times. Uh, and, and they'll be able to keep the score down. All right, game two, guys. Uh, we've got the Bengals hosting the 49ers. The Bengals are two-and-a-half-point favorites in their home opener. Um, 
I'm starting off here, guys. I, I really like the Bengals in this one. I feel really good about this game. Uh, as I talked about earlier, I was really impressed with uh, how they played in Seattle. Uh, that's a tough venue to open up with uh, for week one, and they really held their own and, as I said, should have won the game. Uh, 49ers, while they did beat the Bucks, I think the Bucks more beat themselves than anything. Um I'm not too high in the 49ers this year. I expect the Bengals to be able to cover the two and a half here. Yeah, absolutely. The Bengals, they were looking pretty good in Seattle. Seattle, I mean, they're usually better defensive team, like much better defensive at home than uh, on the road. So that's pretty impressive for a team like the Bengals to come in and only lose by one. They had a shot to win, and I'm seeing them at home coming in against the 49ers they were actually started off as one point dogs at home and i laughed at that but should have bought in then i should have bought in the sharps kind of realized that and two and that pushed the line to Bengals minus two and a half but i still really really like the two and a half i i I think they could beat up on this 49ers team oh i completely agree this i feel great about the Bengals here uh you know, as impressed as their offense looked, I think their defense looked even better. I mean, they held Seattle under 300 yards. They, I mean, mm-hmm. they really got to them. They, they dominated their offensive line. And um, yeah, I mean, and I, you know, for fantasy wise, I think if you if you're scrapping for a defense, I Bengals the Bengals D this week against the 49ers at home, I, I'd I'd really like. Um, but yeah, no, love the Bengals here. I would not be surprised if uh, this line actually wound up going to three and a half uh, at some point here. I think two and a half, it's a good number. Uh, make sure you get it before it, it kind of hits that three, three and a half mark. Yep. So, uh, but yeah, we're all in the Bengals. Feeling pretty good about that one. Uh, game three, guys. The Chargers are traveling to the Motor City to take on the Lions. Lions are two and a half point dogs at home. Uh, Robbie, you've got an interesting take here. Why don't you kick it off? Yeah, I'm alone here, but I think the Lions could pull off the upset at home. I I think they they've done it. They did it last year to teams. They're they're when they're home dogs. The Patriots, for example, um, they they find a way to surprise you. And I think the Lions' defense is not given enough credit. Um, they they kind of blew that game at yeah. the end yeah. against well, Arizona. I mean, game. Arizona they it, they sort of seemed like they got it together, but they also. Lions just, they couldn't put it away. They should have put it away. Should have put away that timeout at the end. Yeah. <laughs> they, but I think they're going to be coming out pretty pretty hard this game. And I I, I think that, that Chargers defense that's still missing uh, Derwin James, they, they could be beaten. Colts beat them. And I don't see why the Lions can't beat them at home. I'm, I'm pivoting. Oh. Whoa. I, like, I want the Lions here. Whoa. Wow. I want the Lions here. Um, just thinking about, you know, some of the points you were making, um, you know, they, for three quarters, they looked like a really good team. Um, especially Stafford, he was out there. They didn't lose that game because of Matt Stafford. Uh, but you know, when you look at the chargers, Hunter Henry's out, Mike Williams is most likely out. Mm-hmm. You got Keenan Allen there. I think you put their slay on him, uh, sort of neutralizes their best their best weapon. Uh, I, th- I think you might see the Lions win in here, a low-scoring game. Man, I, I, that's the pivot. Okay. I wanted the Chargers going in. Yeah, yeah. You blew up my segue there. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm still liking the Chargers here, guys. I think uh, that defense will be able to uh, 
dominate this game for them, and uh, I think there will be enough points uh, scored by the uh, Chargers offense. Phillip Rivers can still move the ball downfield. I know he's down some options, but uh, I still expect you know Keenan Allen to have a decent day out there. Uh, and and they proved they can run the ball effectively last week. Uh, you know both uh, Justin Jackson and Austin Eckler looked good at times, and and I think that that's something that they can lean on. They have a strong offensive line. I I think they'll win uh, both battles in the trenches on offense and defense, and uh, I, I do expect them to cover the two and a half points here. I'm a little nervous about Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson for uh, snacks, snacks Harrison. I mean that. They might be able to stop them a little more than the Colts did. They've so. had a really good run defense. The line you're looking back, the last eight games last year. Um, yeah, I agree. All right, guys. Uh, our fourth game on the docket here. We've got uh, a division battle in the NFC North. The Vikings are heading across the border uh, into Green Bay. Uh, Packers are minus three at home here. Adam, why don't you kick it off? Um. You know, I like the Packers. I don't feel good about it. Um, you know, they they look really good against the Bears last week. Vikings, they also looked really good. You know, this is uh this is one of the prime time games of the week, uh, prime matchups, and yeah, I'm just taking Packers solely because of Aaron Rodgers and the fact that they're at home. This is two we two pretty even teams in my opinion. Yeah, I'd say that I'd say the Packers are the better team than the Vikings. So if I'm getting Packers minus three in Lambeau. I'm going to take that. Um, and Packers, I got to say, you know, their defense, it, it kind of surprised me last week. They looked pretty solid, a lot, very respectable. They did a pretty solid job stopping the run. And, um, you know, I, I, I could see them giving this uh, Vikings team a little trouble, especially at home. Yeah, I uh, I like the Packers for a lot of the same reasons you just said, Robbie. Um that defense looked really strong against the Bears, and uh, I don't think that was a fluke. I think uh, they've got a pretty solid unit. Uh, it's a good secondary. Um, you know, the addition to Adrian Amos uh, clearly helped them out. Uh, you know, providing some uh, last line of defense there, and Jair Alexander continues to progress. Uh, he's looking like a you know a stud young cornerback. So uh, I think I think the Packers are, are going to be able to win this game. I'm actually looking for Aaron Jones to have a nice bounce back game. Uh, he didn't do much against the Bears uh, stout defense in week one, but I think he'll find a little bit more room in week two. I've got the Packers covering the three. All right, guys, uh, fifth game here. Uh, we have the uh, another division game, uh, this time in the AFC South. It is the Indianapolis Colts heading down to Nashville to take on the Tennessee Titans. Titans are three-and-a-half-point favorites in this one. Uh, Robbie, why don't you kick it off? Titans at home, uh, they, they they looked pretty good at going into Cleveland uh, last week. Their defense looked like, like very stout. They were able to shut Baker down. And in this game, I, I think they could do pretty well at shutting down this Colts offense. Um, but, man, three and a half, it's, I, I could see this coming down more to three. I'm leaning more Titans in this one. But... Man, I could see it coming down to just a field goal. Um, just, just as a little note, I mean, it, Titans as uh, favorites. I, th- I think this is set to be a good game for Derrick Henry. You're not gonna, you're gonna not know when to play Derrick Henry most of the times, but I think this is gonna be 
a good time to play Derrick Henry, especially seeing what Austin Eckler just did to the same exact defense. Yeah, these are two teams that just want to run the ball, um, especially now with Brissett in there. Um, both teams last week were able to do it. Uh, I, I, I'm going to take the Titans here, minus three and a half. I don't feel great about it, um, but, you know, interdivision, home, uh, I'm going to take the I'm going to take the home team here. Um, yeah, I think it could be a big game for Derrick Henry. I think they just need to win a turnover battle and not lose it, and they'll win the game. Yeah, guys, I uh, I actually really like the Colts in this one. Um, I actually like them so much that I'll, I'll take them as a uh, road dog outright money line. Ooh, um, cool. You know, I think uh, Brissett played pretty good last week. He, he impressed me. Uh, he's made some strides, um, you know, since early on in his career. Uh, when he was initially backing up Brady in New England, uh, he's he's looked pretty good. They were able to run the ball pretty well. Uh, I don't think people are giving the Chargers defense enough credit for how good that unit is. Um, even without Derwin James, they played well. Uh, I think I think the Colts. I know the Titans have a good defense too, but I think the Colts are going to be able to surprise some people with their ability to move the ball here. Um, Look for a big play out of T.Y. Hilton on the outside. I think that could uh, open this game up for them. But, uh, yeah, I think I think the Colts uh, win a tight one here. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I'm comfortable taking a money line. What are your guys' confidence level in Marlon Mack to have a repeat uh, good game? Yeah, I, I think, you know, game script, you know, particularly for both these running backs is going to be strong. I think it'll be back and forth, pretty low scoring. Um I, I anticipate that uh, you know both these running backs are, are going to be able to uh, you know stay in the game plan for the better part of this game and uh, you know should be fine starts in fantasy. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm not sure exactly how to feel on this game, but uh, yeah, I I think I, I think Marlon Mack's going to have a good game. Uh, you know, he's going up against a tough defense, but. I think the offensive line the Colts have that he'll be able to power through and get some yards. All right, guys. Uh, next game here we have the New England Patriots uh, heading down to the dumpster fire that is in Miami, the, the uh, Miami Dolphins. Patriots are 19-point favorites on the road in this one. Uh, the Patriots have struggled to play in Miami, though, so uh, – Adam, why don't you kick it off here? Uh, where are you leaning on this one? I'm leaning the Patriots. Um, you know, when I first saw this line open up at 19, I was, you know, pretty happy. I bet it, but uh, thinking about it a little bit more, I, 19 on the road is a lot, and um, you know, it's notorious that all of Bill Belichick's assistants usually do quite well in their first games against them uh, for whatever reason. Um, and you know, this game doesn't really matter to the Patriots in the long run. Uh, that's where I'm a little hesitant here, but yeah, I, it's, I think it's, yeah, I, I think I still take the Patriots. Well, yeah, for the, for for that point about uh, former Patriots assistants playing well against them, this is part of the reason why I absolutely like that for under forty-seven and a half. I I think that's pretty high, and that's assuming the Dolphins could score more than 10 points which honestly I don't see really happening I think this Patriots unit is a lot better than that Ravens unit I think they're both I think the Dolphins are going to be able to be shut down in this game and 
I think Brian Flores is going to be f- able to find a way to shut down the this Patriots team. And well, I I shouldn't say shut down. I should say limit this Patriots team because this Patriots team is still going to put up points. I'm a little uneasy about that 19 point spread to cover, but I would lean Patriots as well. Yeah, I agree with both of you guys. Actually, I think the Patriots, um, you know, should be able to uh, cover here on the road. Uh, you know. This is this is just uh, that Miami team is is in shambles right now. Uh, that locker room is a mess. Uh, it doesn't look like uh, the offensive game plan is is taking hold at all. There, they looked atrocious. Um, you know, Fitzmagic Fitzmagic didn't look good, and Rosen didn't look better. Um, so, uh, I don't I don't think there's really any answer in sight here. I, I anticipate the uh, Patriots to be able to keep this. Uh, uh, Dolphins team under ten points. I think it'll they'll score single digits, and if that's the case, then you know I, I expect uh, the Patriots to cover here. So yeah, I'm I'm taking the Patriots. All right, guys. Uh, going on, uh, we've got the uh, Battle of New York. Uh, not the one you're thinking of though. It's the Buffalo Bills heading to New York to take on the Giants. Um, in the great stadium of uh, MedLife, <laughs> the Giants are two-point dogs at home. Uh, guys, we're all on the Bills here. Uh, Robbie, why don't you just kick it off? Uh, why are you on the Bills? I'm on the Bills because their defense has just been awesome the last couple years, and they're going to be able to find a way to shut down this Giants team even more so than that Cowboys defense did, which allowed 17 to them. I think this Bills team could keep them down 14, 10, maybe even single digits. I mean, that Buffalo Bills team, it's pretty good. And Josh Allen's going to be able to work with John Brown on the outside, get a little Devin Singletary action. and The Frank Gore, who's somehow still in the NFL, and that that team, I I feel pretty confident that they're going to be able to surpass this uh, Giants team by at least two points. I mean, field goal easily. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, you look at the Giants last week. Uh, I think, I mean, yardage wise, they probably were decent, but they they took advantage of a lot of soft soft uh, defenses that were playing playing deep. Most of the yards were you know within ten yards. Um, I I think the Bills defense is going to you know find a way to take away their best player and uh make them be- make them beat them on one-to-one matchups on the outside uh and i i just don't think the giants will uh that's why i like the bills i think if they just run the ball you know play protective offense they're they're gonna win this game yeah i like the bills as well um i do think it'll be a closer game than i think what you guys think though i've got it 17 13 uh you know i think the giants are you know, if they can get the running game going, they're they're more than capable and staying in games. But uh, they're one dimensional for sure. Um, and if if the Bills and Sean McDermott, who uh, is a great defensive mind, if he can uh, find a way to scheme Saquon Barkley out of this matchup, then you know it, it could get ugly fast in uh, in New Jersey here. So yeah, I, I like the Bills here. I think they'll cover the two points. It sounds like. You guys are on the same page as me with under 43.5, too. Yeah, I, I like the under as well in this game. Because I, I think I, I, I don't see a whole lot of points being put up this game. I would agree there, too. That's a, that's a high line. If if the Giants are able to run the ball here, though, 
you could absolutely see an upset. That's that's going to be the key. Saquon breaks a big one. If if Saquon yeah. is able to you know break chunk uh, runs off, you know it's going to set up play action and and you know it it will set up for the Giants to upset the Bills here at home. So uh, I think it all just depends on Saquon Barkley. I do expect the Bills though to be able to keep him in check. All right, guys. Um, so now our next game here. What this is a rematch of uh, like Super Bowl. 40? Uh, Seahawks uh, heading to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. Uh, Steelers coming off an awful game on national TV. Uh, You know, they're four-point favorites in this game. Adam, why don't you kick it off here? Uh, You know, when I look at this game, I I don't feel good about this one. You know, I got a Steelers team, like you said, coming off a terrible Terrible performance. Uh, they're going to be at home. I think they're going to be a little bit more motivated after that loss. Um, and I, I just like the odds a little bit more than uh, Seahawks here. I, I think Seahawks got a little bit exposed at home, and uh, I, 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 I think the Steelers can uh, could get one here in, at home. And minus four, I, I'm willing to do that. Yeah, I actually uh, I like the Seahawks here, guys, um, and I'm. I'm almost willing to take a money line not quite but uh i'm almost there i feel pretty good about it uh at the minus four that it's at, or at the uh plus four that they're at right now um you know this is a team that uh likes to run the ball and i know that they're going up against a tough Steelers front but i do expect them to be able to uh move the ball well enough on the Steelers uh on the ground and it'll set up play action uh in you know they'll be able to find uh tyler lockett or DK Metcalf downfield. So uh, I think the Seahawks uh, will be able to play with the Steelers in this one and, and keep it close, and, you know, they might even sneak out a W. Well, I'm just seeing – I'm seeing a lot of Steelers points that are going to be had in this game. I'm really loving the Steelers in this one. I mean, you see that three-point three point score from Sunday night and think they've lost it. I, I don't think that's the case. I think that was just the Patriots game plan. And now, if you look, if you look on the Seahawks side of the ball, they're they're secondary. We talked about this before. They lost Cam Chancellor. They lost Earl Thomas. They lost Justin Coleman. They lost all their secondary. And torched by Andy Dalton. You, you get they got torched by Andy Dalton. <laughs> Andy Dalton now leads the NFL with 418 yards because he was able to torch them. And I see people. I don't know if people forget about home and road Big Ben, but <laughs> before last year it was kind of an anomaly, but. Before that, he was road Big Ben, absolutely garbage. But home Big Ben, oh, you could see like something around the looks of 400 yards, three, four TDs, and I think that's the kind of bet Big Ben you're going to be able to get. I think people are underestim- underestimating James Washington. I think he's going to be a sneaky play to be able to get some looks downfield against the secondary, and I'm just seeing a whole load of points on this Steelers team, and I'm with that, I'm loving this over. I think the Seahawks can reciprocate. Wow. Okay. So you sounds like you like the Steelers to win big here. I could see them winning by the touchdown. I I could see the Seahawks keeping it competitive, but I, I mean, Bengals and Seahawks in Seattle that was what 41 points total. I I just see Big Ben with the opportunity to go off here. Yeah. 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 I mean, we talked about this before, but uh, you know, I think there is a chance here that the Steelers are not a great football team. Um, you know, 
they they've lost some immense talents on the offensive side of the ball. Um, you know, they still have a good offensive line, but uh, you know, they, they certainly didn't uh, have a good showing against the Patriots in Week One. I'm not willing to write them off uh, just yet, but. Yeah, I, I do think that uh, that there's a chance that this Bengals offense might be better than the Steelers, and if uh, if the Seahawks were able to keep uh, the Bengals relatively in check um, and still win that game, I, I think they'll be able to keep it close against the Steelers. All right, guys, uh, heading into the uh, next matchup here, we've got a, uh, a rivalry that was big in the early 90s. Uh, hasn't seen too many great matchups uh, lately, though. It's the uh, Dallas Cowboys heading to the uh, uh, nation's capital here to take on the Redskins. The Redskins are five-and-a-half-point dogs at home. Um, Robbie, why don't you start it off? So for this one, I Cowboys on the road. Cowboys, I, I'm very confident they'll win. They've, they've got the better team. That Ravens or that Redskins team, man, that, that was surprising on Sunday. The way they were able to strike early in Philadelphia. It's got me a little shaken, and I'm not as confident in the Cowboys able to cover this five and a half point spread. Though I would lean that way. Um, I'm probably not touching this at all, but I, I still like um, all the weapons on the Cowboys. I love love Dak, love Zeke, um, Amari Cooper, eh, maybe. But, um, I mean, I think this Cowboys team, they, they look real good. I think they'll be able to put up points against this Redskins defense. Yeah, I, I like the Cowboys here at uh, minus 5.5 on the road. I I know it's in their division, but I, I think the talent talent on the Dallas Cowboys uh, a little bit outweighs what they got on over there in Washington. Um, you know, Case Keenum looked pretty good, but uh, I wasn't going up against the Cowboys. D. I think the Cowboys won here big on the road. Yeah, I'm taking the Cowboys as well. I think they're better on both sides of the line of scrimmage, so they'll win the battle in the trenches. Uh, and, you know, they've, they've got the more dynamic playmakers too. Uh, and even though they're on the road, uh, I, I see them dominating this game throughout. I've got the Cowboys to cover the five and a half. I agree. Yep. All right, guys. Uh, next game here, we've got the Arizona Cardinals heading to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. Ravens are 13 points favorites in this one guys too low um adam you yeah you've got a strong opinion on this one why don't you kick it off yeah i just think this offense is gonna be able to run all all over this defense i the cardinals it they they looked really bad for three quarters and you know got two stops that's i mean that's really what happened um especially in the air they, their secondary they, they had no answers they, they had guys running free i and I, I just think the offense explosion you saw in week one from the Raven continues this week, and uh, they, they blow them out at home. Yeah, that's uh, – I'll admit before, show you're you're talking a little bit to me, and you're, you're kind of getting me swinging more towards the Ravens on this, but I think the Cardinals could cover this. I think they started to find their identity in that fourth quarter – against the Lions. Uh, Lions didn't look too great, but it, I, I think they got into a little bit of a rhythm that they're going to carry on, which I really do like the over in this game. I think 45.5 is a little too low for what it's going to end up being. Yeah, I thought um, that line was broken. I think I think <laughs> the Ravens could put higher. up points against this Cardinals secondary. I think this Cardinals offense is going to be able to 
put up points on this Ravens defense that the Dolphins weren't able to do. So um, I, I like that over. That's the only thing I'm really looking at at this game. What about you, Evan? Yeah, I uh, I agree with everything you said there. Um, I, I really like the over here. A couple just fantastic matchups for this Baltimore offense to go up against for the first two weeks. You start mm-hmm. off with Miami. Then you uh, head uh, here. You head home, and you're going to take on uh, the Arizona Cardinals, who can't stop anybody. Uh, yeah, I, I anticipate uh, a lot of uh, kind of the same what we saw last week. I think there's going to be explosive plays all over the field. Um, I'm still waiting to see what the Ravens look like up against a championship caliber team, um, but I do think that they'll they'll win this one handily, and I think they can cover the minus thirteen. I just expect. Uh, the Baltimore offense to be able to run the ball uh, and, get, and control this game and uh, kind of score points at will. And I think the Ravens will make enough stops to, to cover the points. Okay, next game here we have is the Jacksonville Jaguars led by Gardner Minshew. Uh, they head on to uh, Houston to take on the Texans. Texans are 9.5 point favorites here. No doubt... Uh, helped by the uh, quarterback change in Jacksonville due to injury. Um, guys, I actually like the Jags in this one. I saw enough out of Gardner Minshew last week to know that he can make plays. I think that that Jacksonville D didn't look good against Kansas City, but it's Kansas City. They gave up a lot of points. Everybody gives up a lot of points to Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs. I actually think that the defense, uh, for the better part of three quarters, held their own out there. Um, I I think they'll be able to uh, stay with the Texans in this game, uh, and I think that they'll cover or that they'll uh, they'll keep this game close and, and they'll be within nine and a half. Uh, I, I I'm on the opposite side. I really like the Texans here. Um, you you saw you know with the addition of Kenny Stills and even Carlos Hyde and Duke Johnson that this offense is sort of coming together around Deshaun Watson. They gave up a couple sacks. Um, you got two new starters in there. I think they're going to work through that, and I think the O-line will be better, um, you know, as Tunsil sort of learns the offense. I like the Texans here. I, I think they're the superior team. Uh, the loss of Foles hurts. I, you know, I, I, I'm not a Gardner Minshew believer in the fact that they're going to cover this line. I I, I, yeah, I just like the Texans here to, to win, and I, I – yeah, I think they're going to put up a lot of points on this JXD. Yeah, I'm somewhere in between you guys because double digits in the NFL, no matter who you are, unless you're the unless you're the Dolphins, that's a lot of points. I mean, um, I do I do agree with what you said, Adam, about Texans. I, I thought they were gelling real well, especially with the addition of Carlos Hyde, Duke Johnson, and Kenny Stills on that offense. I think they're going to be able to even improve on that this next upcoming week. They had a good last drive yeah, they, they, of that game, and then Drew Brees just says, nope, look at this. And I think the Texans, I would lean Texans win by double digits, but I'm not certain about that. I mean, I, I will say Garner Minshew, he, he was able to move the ball, and I was pretty impressed with him, but I don't know if I'm that confident in him. Yeah, you know, guys, I just uh, I was I was kind of leaning on this one, but now it, like it looks like Miles Jack isn't going to get suspended at all, and that kind of is what tipped it in the scales for me. It's like you said, Robbie, ten points is a lot in the NFL with uh, 
you know, unless you're talking about the Dolphins, who just are a laughing stock. Jacksonville's a respectable team. Uh, you know, I do think the Texans will win, uh, but I think we're looking at something like a 21-13, 20-13 type game. Uh, and uh, I expect, you know, Jacksonville to, you know, to keep it close. So um, our next game, though, guys, we've got the Raiders and Chiefs, another uh, old-fashioned rivalry game here, guys. Um, Chiefs are getting a lot of points here. Uh, the Chiefs are actually favored by seven uh, on the road here in Oakland. Um, I know I'm on the Chiefs. Uh, I think they'll be able to uh, move the ball at will against this Raiders defense, uh, even without Tyree Kill. Uh, I think Nicole Hardman can fill those shoes enough uh, to get that offense moving. Expect a big game for Travis Kelsey and. Look, maybe Sammy Watkins is going to have another big game. Uh, maybe this is his season to shine. So, um, but uh, interested to get your guys' thoughts as well. Robbie, why don't you uh, start us off? This is another game I'm not really too sure about. The Raiders, they look pretty good. It looked like they were starting to get into some good form, especially at home on Monday night. And I, I could almost see them being home again, to impressing people yet again. Uh, Josh Jacobs... He had a phenomenal start to his NFL career, and you, you can't really um, shy away from that. You got to um, that Tyrell Williams looks like what he said in January when he was first signed, and that he could be a wide receiver one, and he looked the part. Uh, Darren Waller showed up to play. I th- I think this Raiders team under Gruden could surprise people this year, and. Man, that seven is a good line. I could see it being exactly seven. The Chiefs win. But I could Raiders at home is what pushing me to maybe lean the Raiders way to keeping it a little closer. Can I try convincing you? Okay, this, let's hear it. You've this, done it once I, already today. I, I maybe think, twice. You I have. think this is a trap game for the Chiefs. Um, I mean, on their side of the ball, you got Mahomes uh, dealing with a high ankle sprain. Uh, he's going to play through it. Tough guy, but I think he might be a little bit limited. Uh, you saw it a little bit in the second half. Um, and then you you don't got Tyreek Hill. Uh, it might be a little bit of adjusting there. And then when you look at the Raiders, uh, I mean, they look good on Monday night. And then, you know, this is a team that doesn't have a lot of home games left. Uh, this is their last year in Oakland. I forgot, how, I forgot how loud that crowd was on Monday night. I think they got home field advantage here. I, I, everything. They only have seven at home, too. One's yeah, in London. I, yeah, I know. It, I I'm just leaning uh, a little trap game here for the Chiefs. I I take the Raiders plus seven. All right, guys. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna trap. we're gonna head to Denver for our next one, guys. The Bears traveling out to uh, Colorado to take on the Broncos. Uh, the Broncos are two and a half point dogs at home against the reigning NFC North champs. Uh, Robbie, you're going away from your heart here. You got the Broncos. Tell us why. Man, I mean, this this could have been a trap game if the Bears won the week one. <laughs> um, but because Broncos are so good at home to open up the year. And what are they? They've won 31 of the last 32 in September, which is just absolutely home, yeah. absurd. Which, God, it makes me want to lean Broncos. But, I mean, Sidek did a little convincing to me. I'm sure he'll shine more on that. Um yeah, I'm really just not so sure about this game. I I could see 
Vic Fangio pulling something out. But then again, that defense didn't look that good against the Raiders. Um, I I don't know what else to say. So I can. What, what do you got for this? Yeah, I think I think the public was a little worried about the Bears after what they saw on Thursday night, and um, I this the Bears aren't a fugazi. They're a talented team. I think they uh, sort of bounce back in a big way here on the road. Um, and I, I I don't think they have much issues with the Broncos here. They're much better much better team, and um, you know they're going to be looking to prove some doubters wrong on and then uh yeah just, and I, I love the under here too at 40 i i don't think the bears are going to be playing a really aggressive style they they weren't on thursday um and i i don't think the broncos have a good enough offense to put up points on on the bears yeah i was actually just going to chime in i love the under on this game as well uh you know i i think the bears defense should be able to uh lock the broncos down i i do have the bears to uh cover the two and a half in this one I think uh, you're going to see the offense rebound well enough. Um, but, you know, I still got the image in my head of the last time the uh, Joe Flacco uh, played the Bears. Bears defense picked him off uh, twice, if not three times in that game, and that was in Baltimore. I think Flacco struggles again here against the Bears. I, I think we might see a defensive score in this game. Uh, I do expect the Bears to come out here, but I do like the uh, uh, under. I don't think the the Bears will put up more than twenty or so points either. That's a that's a good point. Uh, do you guys think that Nagy will allow uh, Eddie Pinier to go attempt a fifty plus yard kick now that there's a little uh, thinner air up in uh, Denver? Well, you know, according to Nagy, they just they have their number and they they don't move from it. Doesn't matter the situation, you just you just can't move from it. So yeah, I'll be there. So I better see some long Eddie Pinheiro kicks. <laughs> what are you making preseason? Like a fifty-eight yarder? Yeah, that was a that was a good kick. It was right down the middle too. All right, uh, perhaps game of the week, guys. It is the New Orleans Saints. Heading uh, to L.A. to take on the Rams, the rematch of the NFC Championship from last year. You know the Saints are coming hungry for this one. They have revenge on their minds. The Rams are two-and-a-half-point favorites. The over-under in this game is 52. Adam, start it off. Uh, I mean, I'm looking forward to this game so much. Uh, you know, this is this is in L.A. I'm not sure the Rams are going to have a home field advantage here. I, I guarantee you the Saints fans are going to come in bunches for this game um looking for revenge just as the saints will be uh yeah you know they might have had a wake-up call monday night with the texans uh, i think you know that team's looking for this game and they've been looking for this game all season on the schedule and i think they come out and they they beat a possibly more talented rams team but uh yeah i, I got the saints here money money line uh hmm. i think they're gonna win yeah i I'm leaning Rams winning by a field goal here, but again, you know, they're both talented teams. We saw what the Saints did against the Texans on Monday night. They were able to just run the field, but I'm just loving over on this one. I mean, these two teams, they're going to go at it. It's going to be some L.A. heat in there. The ball's going to be flying around. It's, I, I think it's going to be an easy over here. Yeah, I, I like the Rams in this one, actually. Um I think it'll be a close game throughout, real back-and-forth game. Uh, the two-and-a-half-point line has it uh, for me. You know, that's it's a good number to bet it at if you like the Rams. Um, you know, 
the one thing I'll say here, though, regarding the over-under, I actually think I kind of like the under in this one. I, I think really? you might see the defenses uh, come out to play here. Um, you know, you get the Saints off the fast track of the uh, Superdome. They're not quite as prolific. Uh, and I, I think the Saints' defense is a little bit better uh, than they showed uh, against Houston at home. Uh, so I, I expect them to rebound nicely, and you know that Rams defense can play as well. They got they got playmakers on that side of the ball. So uh, fifty two. While this is two high scoring teams, two of the better offenses in the NFL, uh, I, I it's still a high number. I, I do think uh, you know the under will hit here. Yeah, I don't really got an opinion on the over under. I think fifty two is a pretty good line, but yeah, Saints money line. It's that's what I'm feeling. All right. Uh, Sunday Night Football, guys. Uh, we have the Philadelphia Eagles heading to Hotlanta to take on the Falcons. Falcons are one-and-a-half-point dogs, and you know I'm not touching that after what they did to me last week uh, when they <laughs> laid an egg in Minnesota. Um, definitely not touching it money line, but I, I actually I do like the uh, Falcons here to, to cover that one-and-a-half. Um, you know... I, I'm probably staying away from this game. Uh, I actually think the line's going to move a little bit uh, more in the Falcons' favor by the time Sunday comes around. Really? But I think uh, it opened as a pick 'em. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I definitely think. Uh, wait, what did I say? The Eagles' favor or the Falcons' favor? I, I said in the Falcons' favor. No, I, I expect this to move in the Eagles' favor Even a little more. bit more. Yeah. yeah, I expect by the time this is all said and done to see the Eagles about minus three. Uh, I do think they're the better team. You know. That second half came around uh, with the Redskins, and and they dominated that second half. Uh, you know, Redskins didn't move the ball at all, and you know the Eagles' offense was able to move the ball extremely well. Uh, I expect them to, uh, you know, handle themselves well on the road here in Atlanta and and win this game. Yeah, I, I don't have a good feeling about this game. Uh, battle the birds here. I, I'm not touching either of them. Um, if, you know, if I had to pick, I'd pick. The Falcons plus one and a half, but that's just because they're at home. Um, Eagles, they, they were a uh, team last week that, you know, looked really bad in the first half. And then on third and ten, you know, bombed the Deshaun Jackson, and then their offense looks ridiculously good. So I, I'm not sure which one is more to the truth. Um, and I think the Falcons are a little bit better of a team than they uh, showed on the road against the Vikings. But, uh, yeah, not feeling great about either side. i uh, I'd take the Falcons if I had to. I'm not liking it, but I think I'm going to have to go Falcons money line here. I just I just like I think they're going to be able to bounce back. They showed a little bit at the end of the game against the Vikings to be able to claw back a little bit, but even still Eagles they were they got jumped on early by the Redskins and if the Falcons are able to do that to them, I think they could be able to hold it and keep this win. I I could see the, I'm I'm seeing the Falcons winning this one outright. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a good chance that crowd is fired up, uh, you know, down in the Mercedes Benz uh, dome down there. I I just I have a hard time, you know, picking this game. I, I it's gonna <laughs> be close. I I keep flip flopping on this guys. Uh, yeah, the the Falcons just look so bad against uh the vikings i know the vikings um looked pretty solid in that game but the falcons looked outright inept in that game when you know it mattered so uh 
yeah, like I said, I'm not touching this one personally, but uh, yeah, you know, should be a tight game. All right, probably uh, the game I'm looking most forward to uh, watching is Monday Night Football this week. Uh, it is the Cleveland Browns heading to uh, New York to take on the Jets. It's a second MetLife game. Yeah, oh, man. yeah, that's pretty wild. The back-to-back MetLife. Yeah, that's crazy. I just noticed that as well. Um, so the Jets are two-and-a-half-point home dogs here against the Browns. Uh I think the Jets are going to win this game outright. They definitely have uh, a lot to uh, make up for the performance that they put out in that fourth quarter against the Bills last week. I think they're going to come out fired up. They're not going to come out and go uh, down 0-2 here. Both desperate teams after week one losses, but I I do like the Jets uh, to be able to establish the run early. Um, Baker also has me a little shook based on how he looked last week. I, I just can't help but feel like he should look better at home, uh, you know, facing the Titans. They they really, he was making bad decisions left and right. doesn't appear that that offense has a lot of chemistry right now. So uh, I'm, I'm leaning Jets, guys, and, and I'll take a money line. Man, you got me thinking about that back-to-back Met life right now because how, how does that affect this game? Is the grass going to be all torn up? Is it going to be a ground and pound them kind of game? I don't know. I, I kind of now I'm curious. I want to look into that a little <laughs> later today. But e- either way, I still really like the Jets to pull off the victory at home. I'm I'm not honestly. I'm not sure why the Jets are dogs here. They're they've got a great defense. They they just I don't know. They blew it at the end yeah, against they, the Bills. But Adam Gase is still a good. Quarters, he, yeah. He's still still a good coach and. I don't know. I guess this is going to show what Baker's character is. Um, is he going to be able to bounce back? But it's a tough crowd to go to. I'm like, I'm really liking the Jets to win this straight out. Yeah. It, it's hard because I, I like, I mean, the Jets looked really good for three quarters last week. I, I mean, I think their offense might even a little underperform that game. It's going up against a tough Bills D, but God, the Browns, they they can't look any worse than what they they looked last week. Um, you know, with Baker and that offense, they got too many weapons. The defense looked looked okay. Yeah, I think I think I'd take the Jets with the points, no money line. But uh, yeah, I don't feel great about it. Hmm. All right, guys, uh, let's take a look at now that we have all our games picked here. Um, our podcast parlay, so three games, you know, that we kind of came to a consensus on. Uh, so we all feel pretty strongly about the Bengals, right? We're gonna we're gonna throw the Bengals in yep. there. Um, we're all high on the Bills, so it looks like we're gonna throw the Bills in there as well. And then Robbie, we convinced you at least to to take us up on the Bears for now. Yeah, you convinced me for now. All right, so that's gonna be our. Uh, our podcast parlay. It's going to be Bengals minus two and a half, uh, the Bills, and then it's going to be the uh, Bears uh, on the road versus the Broncos. So uh, get those three in for your podcast. Bills minus parlay. two. Min- Bills minus two. Yeah, Bills yeah. are minus two. Yeah, they're they're road favorites, and then the Bears are two and a half point favorites on the road. Killer yeah. bees. Killer three bees. That's right. Yeah. La- wow. Last week. Uh, and we came out even with the gambling uh, gambling funds. Uh, the Bucks really killed us there. Uh, we would 
we hit on the Raiders minus AB. Uh, we, we, we had him on a bad line, too. Um, we hit <laughs> on the Bengals, and then we had the, the, the Bucks, Jameis. Jameis. But, yeah, no, we're looking, to, we're looking to actually make some money this week. Yes, we're going with the, the Killer Bees, the Bills, the Bears, and the Bengals. All right, guys, our next segment, it's the Lead Pipe Locks. Don't tell me you guys have never gotten the lead out. All right, Robbie, start us off. What's your lead pipe lock for the week? So I forgot this was my lead pipe, so I talked about it a little too much earlier, but it's the Seahawks and the Steelers over 46.5. You got Big Ben at home, as I mentioned before. You got, I think the Seahawks are going to be able to compete with them. This is just going to be pushing up that score. And at 40, I mean, 46.5, that, that seems kind of low to me. Um, I think people are. I, a lot of this line is people just um, remembering that Seahawks uh, defense from last year and thinking that Antonio Brown leaving the Steelers really impacted that Steelers offense that much, and it's lower than what it should be. All right, Adam, what do you have for us? Uh, I got the Arizona Cardinals going to the Baltimore Ravens. I got the over 45 and a half. Uh, when I saw this line, I was, I was actually completely shocked. I thought this would have been in the 50s. Um, you know, you got, you got an unproven defense with the Ravens that went up against whatever Miami was throwing out there. Uh, and then you got a Cardinals defense that, you know, they're down, you know, their best player, Patrick Peterson on defense. Uh, they didn't look good at all versus the Lions. Both offenses look good. I I love the over here. Um, 45 and a half. All right, and I am taking the Bengals minus two and a half at home against the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, as Adam pointed out earlier, I think that Bengals defense is uh, very underrated. I, I think they'll be able to stop the run uh, at home here, force Jimmy G to throw the ball, and that Bengals defense uh, will, will tee off on them. I think they'll be able to control this game, and I think they should win comfortably. So uh, the Nasty Natty will be out in full force, and, and uh, yeah, I, I anticipate that. Being able to cover the two and a half. All right, uh, Adam, time for you to uh, give us the parlay then to close this thing out. All right, the power parlay of the week this week. Um, we're going Bengals minus two and a half at home, uh, Ravens minus 13 at home, and then for the money line bet, we are going with the Saints uh, on the road at LA. Okay, all right, Saints money line. I like it, I like it. Ravens, yeah, Bengals, you know. Who did? Get your money in, guys. Well, uh, we promised some better luck than week one. But uh, until next time, guys, good luck with this weekend's action, and uh, we'll talk to you next week.